Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 132 of the Bear in Mind podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Happy to have you. Whether you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, you know what you got to do. All you got to do is search Golden Grizzlies, search Bear in Mind, click subscribe, and you are in there. We have conversations with everybody uh, that's affiliated with Oakland Athletics, certainly the Horizon League as well. And that is where we're going today as we welcome in the commissioner of the Horizon League, Julie Rowe Lash, our guest. And uh, Julie, appreciate having you joining us here. And uh, as you know, as we have found out, the fans are back. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a strong start to the fall season. It absolutely has, Neil. And thank you for having me. Always good to be with you. Appreciate all you do for Oakland, the Grizzlies, and the Horizon League. And, yes, we're having fall competition in the fall. We're so excited. <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you can't help but think back to last year at this time and just it washes you with gratitude that we're actually able to do what our student athletes love to do best and that's compete on the field and 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 just to be able to do that now in the right season is fantastic yeah and you look at it too julie and, and i experienced this uh, firsthand you know calling uh calling all the the soccer matches for oakland here's we get right. the fall kicked off huge crowds for the michigan men's soccer game against uh, against oakland huge crowds for the michigan state women's soccer game against the oakland women's side i mean you know again at that men's game you were looking at close to a thousand people uh that were at that i mean you just you don't know what you have until it's gone, and last year we found out what we had with the fans. No doubt. I think everyone really does treasure live competition, and there's nothing like live college competition. And I, and I saw those soccer games you mentioned. Yeah, you had the Oakland loyal Grizzly fan base out there, and you had student-athletes there in droves cheering right. on their fellow student-athletes from the other sports. I mean, it's... It is just everyone is so excited to be back. It, it's really something. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We do have a little house cleaning to get to. It's been a moment since since you and I spoke, but uh, you know, as far as the news headlines go, Golden Grizzly shared the McCafferty Cup uh, once again with Youngstown State. And, and I do have to ask you this, and I've always been curious about this from a league perspective, because I, I just I want to know what you guys see. I, I see it with my position here at Oakland. Certainly the fans see it another way. From, from an administration, from a league perspective, what do you think, Julie, has been the key to the Golden Grizzlies' success? Well, I don't – and, again, I'm, I'm in the cheap seats, so. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you might, maybe you should ask Steve Waterfield uh, that, but I'll, I'll go ahead and give it a shot. How's sure. that? <laughs> Absolutely. I, mean, I think it, it, it starts and, and ends, from my view, with culture. I mean, it's a – Oakland has created, built, and sustained a winning culture, and not just winning on the field and the pool and the classroom, and the, but um, but but the, in the classroom and in the community. I mean, you the student athletes there do some amazing things academically as well as in the community, and you've also just it's broad based um, success from Pete and what he's been able to build there with the swimming program. I mean, they're a perennial powerhouse. And men's golf won their first championship this past spring, and then Coach Campy. I mean, he's he deserves a show all by himself, which I know he has. Which but he has for him to exactly. make it to, to the championship game this year. Um, holy cow, you know! And then of course you've got Paul Rice, what he's doing with your, the track and field programs there. So it's it, there's just excellence across the board with some really, I think, strong and committed coaches, and then of course an administration that's even goes all the way up to the president's office that, that backs what you all are accomplishing 
just all around for your student athletes. Julie, Julie Rolash, our guest here, the commissioner of the Horizon League, kind enough to take some time and join us here on the Bear in Mind podcast. Over 31,000 listens all time. So a big thank you to everybody that continues to, to take in you know, the Bear in Mind podcast. But Julie, you know, the, the, the meat, I guess, you know, if, if it's a meat and potatoes meal, we're going to get to the steak right now. And, uh, you know, the, the, the big headline. Medium rare, please. Medium, medium rare. rare. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. There's no other way. There's no other way. But, uh, but Julie, you know, the big headlines with the Horizon League, certainly the extending the deal with ESPN. And, look, let's, let's bottom line this, Julie. I mean, you know, college sports right now, it's, it's a revenue-based world. Uh, certainly that provides that, the deal with, with ESPN. But I know it was a priority not only for the Horizon League to get this done, but it was a priority for ESPN to get it done as well. That's right. And, and you, you said it. I mean, there's the Horizon League. For one, we are a multi-decades-long partner of ESPN. We're the first conference to have a digital network, as you know, back in right. 06 that, that migrated to the ESPN3 when it was first formed. And now, of course, that's ESPN+. Plus. But we have incredible viewership numbers. I think last year it was 20 million minutes consumed of Horizon Link student-athletes competing. A million minutes that's amazing and that's intentional viewership why because it's great competition but that also speaks to what our campuses are doing we've got 12 campuses producing television and broadcasting that nationally to espn and that's that's what is the heart of this deal it's why it's so great it's both linear we're going to continue that broad-based exposure especially for basketball but it's also digital and espn recognizes the value we bring on their digital platform. So that, that to me is what's so exciting because it's the multi-prong approach. Right. And Julie, you know, as you said, the Horizon League was, I, the kids would say the Horizon League's the OG of, uh, of the digital content <laughs> world like with, like with, with, with the Horizon League network. But, but it is, I mean, it's true. And, and I've been here a while now too. I remember, you know, the Horizon League network and broadcasting games on the Horizon League network. I mean, I know, you know, looking back at it, I'm, I'm sure the Horizon League takes a lot of pride in the fact that you guys, you know, this ESPN Plus and all this mania, uh, that's something that the Horizon League really created, was one of the originators of. You're right, and that all credit goes to my predecessor, Commissioner John LeCrone, and the ADs back in the mid-2000s who, who had the foresight to say there is going to be a digital opportunity and streaming then was not the norm that it is today right. as we all know and and the fact that our campuses said yeah let's let's not just put our toe in the water let's dive in and build out these infrastructures that are production so we we now have these 12 campuses that produce events and they continue to invest to their credit oakland does some terrific productions and not just inside right we're as you know, we're broadcasting soccer, and we're doing now 15 championships are going to be on the plus uh, this year. I mean, it's it, it's exciting. No, it, it is, and, and the, I think you brought up the key word as far as all this is concerned, Julie, when, when you talked about investment. The Horizon League from minute one said this is yeah. an investment, and, and we're going to make this investment. You know, The athletic directors, the institutions, they said we're going to make this investment as well because it does. It, it takes a league to invest. It takes the, the universities to invest as well, and they've never wavered. I mean, the Horizon League never wavered. The universities have never wavered because it's, it's not cheap to do all this stuff. Trust me, it's, it's it's not so it does it takes a commitment it does and it's worth it i mean when you think about the exposure opportunities for all of our team sports that are able to be broadcast nationally and it's 
not just their friends and families, but it's their fans, it's their communities. That's what we're really building here is a much larger Horizon League following that just appreciates this high-level Division One competition. And it, it's worth it's worth every penny and more that we invest in terms of those exposure opportunities it, it yields on the back end. So, Julie, I guess I'm going to ask you to kind of take us inside the uh, the boardroom or the meeting room or the Zoom meeting, however you guys were uh, doing those discussions with ESPN. I would imagine that their view has shifted to some degree, just in terms of the amount of digital content, as, as you alluded to, that the Horizon League produces that they put out there. That's that's growing in importance to ESPN. I would guess by the minute with the ESPN Plus and the Disney bundles, and you know to be to be a part of all that, I, I would guess that's very valuable to ESPN. No doubt, and and I think just even looking at the fact they have now built the Plus viewership to almost 15 million subscribers. A few years ago, when they rolled out ESPN Plus, they were not in that space, and. And we had some people complaining about, I think, the $5 latte, the cost of a latte for the viewership, right? But uh, nonetheless, that's now become the norm. And to your point, to bundle it with Plus and Hulu has been fantastic for people. Um, But we saw and we continue to see a jump in viewership um, on both digital and linear. I mean, we had over 800,000 viewers watching 21 million minutes of men's basketball last year. That was up from 15 million the year prior. So ESPN sees that, and we're just one basketball league. You think about all their other partners, they recognize people want this content and they're going to consume it because they want to watch student athletes compete. And, and I think that's where we've really found our sweet spot is recognizing we can really showcase some incredible basketball on this platform. And Julie, as I always do, I will take this second to plug it as well. And I don't do it because I, I'm I'm on these networks calling these games. That's got nothing to do with it. it, it honest to God, is just the fact that it's six dollars a month for ESPN Plus. There's there there is no better value anywhere in food, uh, in digital content, in clothing. There's no better value anywhere because I'm a guy, Julia. I don't I don't watch shows. I just watch sports. I tr- I, I watch ESPN Plus every single day because there's always a game on. It is. It's terrific content, and not just the games, to your point, but you, you now can access some of their other just good right. library of content. So it's it's for the not just the intense sports fan like you, Neil, but right. the casual sports <laughs> fan. Um, you can really capture it, and and I I'll say our the level of our productions across the league because I'll go and look at other productions. I'm a competitor. I want to know how we stack up. Our campuses are producing high quality TV. Um, of these games, and I think that's also keeps the viewers coming back. That's why we see the year-over-year increases because they're watching the replay, they're watching the graphics, they're watching the talent like you just setting the stage of this competition. So it's it is in my view, it's really high quality, not just competition but overall production. Oh, well, absolutely, Julie, and I, I appreciate that. That you know, I sent you that on on the checklist to say, hey, you have to give me credit. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna check this off right there. So I appreciate that, Julie Rolash, joining us here on That's the Baron Steak Dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go, Julie Rolash, joining us here, uh, the commissioner of the Horizon League on the Bear in Mind podcast. Remember, it's available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search Bear in Mind, search Golden Grizzlies, click subscribe. The latest episodes come right to your phone. If you're if you're kind of lazy like me, it's perfect for you. It goes right to your phone. All you gotta do is push play and. 
its hand delivered to you. But, Julie, you know, as we wrap up this discussion, I, I have to do this because I do this every single time we talk. Got to put you on the spot a little bit because that's that's what the fans want to hear your thoughts on this. You know, so putting you on the spot, well, I guess what's, what's next for the Horizon League? And certainly in this day and age of conference realignment, that's always at the front of everybody's thought uh, as far as college sports are concerned. And not necessarily, you know, acquiring, you know, universities to, to join the Horizon League. I'm not necessarily talking in that perspective. I guess just more of a 30,000 foot. What's next for the Horizon League? Sure. Well, the first and foremost, when we talk about our membership, we're 12 strong members. Right. And last year was our first year as 12, which, as you noted at the outset, that was a heck of a year in the midst of a pandemic. Sure. So we're really excited, and again, to have fall competition in the fall and have as close to a quote-unquote normal year as we can now with our full 12. And we're proud of our 12, we're excited about our 12, and we want to really, um, frankly, live this this life of a 12-member league. And, and what is really special at this point in time in the history of the Horizon League is all 12 members are collectively unified around a focus on basketball, men's basketball and women's basketball and excellence. And yes, we want to have excellence like Oakland realizes in swimming, like Milwaukee is realized in women's soccer, and Wright State in baseball, absolutely, we're going to lift that up, and we want to support that. However, we are all unified on this notion of really moving the needle on basketball. And we recognize, as we have alignment on that, with television being part of that puzzle, our tournament here in Indianapolis, a huge part of that, our membership strategy revolves around that, and scheduling, really trying to bring as many home games as we can to our fans on our campuses those are all pieces of the puzzle of this collective alignment around basketball. And, and, and what we really realize with our presidents and our ADs and our coaches is the more we can focus on that, the stronger this league gets, the better the opportunities for all sports become. And then, frankly, we do have members start to knock on our door and say, wow, the Horizon League, really, they're really moving the needle, not just in one or two sports, but across the board because they have a clear strategic vision of where we're going. And that's, that's where we are today, and I'm excited about it because there's some real energy and, again, unity, and I think that's what it comes down to. Well, Julie, I'm always excited to get the chance to talk to you. Uh, again, the conversation just flies by. I appreciate you know your transparency and and being willing to discuss everything because not uh, certainly not a lot of commissioners uh, would be willing to sit down and and talk with you know with, with some announcer. So I, I certainly do appreciate it. Happy and, to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And when we come back through Indianapolis, I'll come say hello. That's and I'll, I'll I will provide you the steak dinner nail, okay? I like. Well, hey, we <laughs> talked that? about it. Meet, yeah, medium, okay. medium rare. I love it, Julia. Medium rare, St. Elmo's. <laughs> I certainly do appreciate your time. So, for the commissioner of the Horizon League, Julie Rolash, my name is Neil Rule. Thank you for listening, everybody, to the Bear and Mind podcast. Well, see you later.